Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. You join us Monday the 12th of September and a couple of days ago we thought we'd be recording the night to discuss the Livingston game but as I'm sure you'll know it didn't take place. It was postponed along with all football in Scotland, England, Wales and Northern Ireland so we'll mainly tonight be talking about the Shakhtar game that's coming up on Wednesday. We'll talk about a few other things but Tony I'll come to you. It's been quite a surreal few days when Obviously, everybody knows that the Queen died, and that's what it is. But every other sport, apart from football, seemed to get the go-ahead for this weekend, and we didn't. And I feel like a lot of people seem to think that, particularly us and Liverpool fans, seem to be the ones that are getting the blame for it. Uh, it's been it's been a sad couple of days, especially the day somebody you obviously been a big part of your life, and they move on. So devastated to see Tom Rogic joining West Brom, but um, there's not much you can do about it. But uh, the last few days have been I've never seen it like it. I knew when this this happened that the, that the country would really give itself a showing up, but it's went absolutely crazy. I heard that people in North Korea have been laughing at us. It's been that bad. I do want to express my sympathies, obviously, to Paddington Bear. We'll obviously be having a, a hard time at the moment. But no, I mean, for me, I was really annoyed the football was cancelled. Now I get there's people in this country that will be upset the Queen's died. That's fine. That is absolutely fine. If you want to mourn somebody you've never met, who never knew you existed, that is your right and you should be allowed to do so. No problem there. But don't start cancelling the football. Big Ange and Celtic do a lot more for me than the Queen ever will, so, or any of the Royals, so I think I should be allowed to go and enjoy myself. Don't force mourning on me. I'm not in mourning. Um, <laughs> this is, I, I'm, no, I'm no grave dancing, but I, it's not something that particularly bothers me. I mean, this country's on its arse. There's people in poverty. Food banks are rammed. There's a cost-of-living crisis. People can't afford to heat their homes. An 86-year-old billionaire dying peacefully with all her family around her. 
that, that that's not the tragedy in this country. There's a lot worse things going on. I think people would do well to remember that. But I thought we should have been able to, to go to the game. I'm actually, I thought I thought we would probably have been further ahead than we are just now. I think our rivals are, are going through a difficult spell. They had to go to Aberdeen away. I think that would have been a tough game for them. So, for me, I, I was disappointed the football was cancelled. I don't see the point in it, especially as you say, all these other sports were on. And then people started getting annoyed at Celtic and Liverpool fans for disrespecting a minute's silence. It didn't happen. It's just, I mean, Twitter's been wild. I mean, you've got people, it's, it's a wee bit like the poppy thing, where people don't, don't actually really care, but they want to look and compete with how much others care. They go, look at me, I really care. I think there's a guy, is it Dan Wooten, a complete fud, get somebody to film him putting flowers down, uh, I think it was Buckingham Palace, and says I'm having a quiet quiet reflection. Who the fuck's that quiet if you've got somebody filming you putting flowers down? And then it was a big game of, why have Celtic no posted anything about that? Why have Celtic no changed their badge to black? Now, see if I'm warning somebody and I'm really upset, I'm not going to go and have a look at my rival's Twitter account to see if they put a statement out about it. That tells me you don't really care. You just want to use it as a kind of stick to beat your rivals with. So as it's turned into a total farce. I mean, people are just using it to kind of have a pop at other people. I mean, I think it was a bar in Glasgow put the Queen on their shutters. I mean, is that what she would have wanted? I don't know. Um, so it's just turned into a, like a total mess. I mean, people that kind of usually go on about snowflakes and cancel culture are now wanting people arrested for protesting against the monarchy. I think people have a right to protest against the monarchy. So I think it was a young guy the day he got arrested for shouting at Prince Andrew. Uh, Prince Andrew was friends with Jeffrey Epstein, who rang probably the biggest, or ran the biggest kind of trafficking ring in the world. So it's just, uh, it's been totally absurd. Um, but uh, it's, it's been good to kind of go out and talk about it because it's, it has been, it has been really just mental for me. I mean, there's people I know that are, are upset about this that probably have much bigger problems to, to worry about and there's so much other things going on. Um, I hope Charles lives for a long time or that he dies when the football's known because you couldn't get through with this again. They'll need to do something because it's the new... I was on the boat yesterday and every TV camera or every... Um, every um, television was just Sky News following a coffin going for Balmoral uh, Edinburgh. I don't know how that's healthy for anybody to be forced to watch that. Uh, I don't think you're allowed to listen to happy music in the radio. Um, I think Morrison's had done something but they've lowered the sound of their, their beepers. I mean, <laughs> how's that paying respect to anybody? But um, I think we'll give Shaq Tara again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end my rant at that, but I know people will be tuning in that'll be really offended by that and desperate to be offended. So a lot of snowflakes in the world, what can you do? No, I can, I completely agree. I think it was like a complete sort of vilification and like it was like a dog whistle for these journalists and that coming out and saying ah by the way, they've only postponed that because they're worried about how it will be respected and like they'll not come out and say, "Oh, we think it's going to be Celtic and Liverpool eh, fans," but that that's that's what's been happening, as you say. For that, with people searching every club in the UK's Twitter profile just to see if their eh, logos in black and white, and if it isn't like Celtics was not then that's the that, that's that, that's you disrespecting. And as you say, if you were really mourning, would you be that fucking asked to be going checking these things? I think that 
when it happened, I, I did expect the games to get cancelled just because of, you know what this country's like. But I've lived in it all my life. You just know that that was going to happen. But I expected everything else would as well. And see when, like, as soon as English football announced it as as the SBFL always do, like they they just follow suit. And I know they probably feel that they couldn't have then turned around and uh, played the games. But I feel that as soon as they went and announced, that I expect everything to fall. But then that was ah uh, the rugby's going to be on the. Cricket's going to be on, uh, horse racing's going to be on on Sunday, and it, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, because as you say, like you say, it's Ange and Celtic, like, it's so much more than just going and watching a game of football. Like, this is people's sort of like sanctuary to go, and it might be the only time they get out of the house that week to uh, go and enjoy themselves and sort of get their mind off things. And just spoke about it often enough about how much this club uh, means to people and how it is, it, like, you forget about your problems for 90 minutes. and the fucking state of the country and energy prices cost a living whatever then to have that taken away from me was ridiculous like like the amount of casual staff who are probably on zero of contracts that are the catering sort of side of the game and stuff like that they've they'd have lost out in income i know a uh, man city covered theirs but i don't know i've not really looked into it to be fair but i don't think every club's going to be doing that because it's literally can't afford to do it so it's people have lost income out of it as well and it's just completely bizarre and I, I don't know, it's just, I don't want to detract away too much from the football because um, I'm just, uh, I'm scunnered by the last few days, as you say, like, they just, everything sort of, like, the telly was just constant coverage, the radio, as you say, it's only sad songs and then uh, you weren't allowed to go to the football, but you could still go to work, everybody was fine to go to work, that's, that's what she would have wanted, but it was... It was a weird two days. I'm glad we are back and we've got a game to look forward to tomorrow and uh, on Sunday as well. I know we'll probably look at the Samara game later in the week once we're reviewing the Shakhtar game. But Andy, what's your thoughts on the cancellation of this weekend's game? So last weekend's games as it is now. I don't want to dwell on it too much. As, as has been sort of said, I think Tony summed up and so view it's fucking nonsense. Um but it doesn't come as a surprise once the news broke. One of the first things we say to each other is watch them go and cancel the football and rip out any, any enjoyment that any anybody wants to have. Um, of course, unless you're a, a rugby fan or playing along the lines, but just just a complete nonsense. Um, even even now, I'm seeing there's talk of cancellations about certain games down south because of policing issues and all that. And, it's just, it's just becoming a complete, total and utter farce. Um, but not one bit surprising, um, given where we are in the world. And hi, it's just it really comes down to the same shape that you see anytime there's some campaign going on. It's so, but what's your club doing? What's this club doing? But as Tony said, people have got a right to say and do whatever the hell they please if they're upset that she did, then so be it. But it doesn't then need to turn into a Let's take away that 90 minutes that, that, that people look forward to all week, um, sometimes twice a week. It's, it's just, it really is just a farce. And as you see, when, when you start to get down to it, they've, they've really damaged a lot of people um, mentally and, and in the pocket. Like you see, there's a lot of staff. And if you go around the whole, uh, all, all the countries in the UK that, that cancelled the football, if you go around all the grounds, um, I'd probably argue that the majority of the catering staff will be on zero-hour contracts, and as you say, like I City might cover that, but for the vast majority of the clubs, simply can't afford to. But that's a lot of people losing it and a lot of money, um, especially this time. 
sort of where we are and where we are in the climate, the state the country's in already. Um, that that's just a fucking nonsense. Um, and then as I say, the mental impact of taking away the football. We've seen how bad it was during COVID when the football was cancelled. Um, but it's the same people who open the gates. Let me see my mates. No, no, shut the gates because some old woman that I don't know's did. It's a nonsense. Um, but it really doesn't surprise anybody. But just main thing is, Dan, I, I'd full faith that the game against Shakhtar would go ahead. So I've just been trying to look forward to that, um, which I know a lot of people have as well. So glad to be able to go and get a chat about the game and, and hopefully see it go follow up with a positive result during the game. I definitely. So we'll move on to the actual football now. Uh, Tony, as we approach it, it's, uh, we are recording on Monday, so the game's two days away. It's a 5.45 kick-off. It's obviously in Warsaw, which uh, people know why uh, the Shakhtar game's there. But it's, I think, very... You can't really underestimate how important this game is for your campaign because it's... A great chance for us to go there and show what we can do. It was all right with a great performance against Real Madrid, but we get nothing from it. And this Shakhtar game coming up, I feel like it's absolutely massive in terms of hopes of getting out the group for, at the very least, the Europa League and the Champions League. Because obviously Shakhtar are top of the group at present after an impressive four-one win in Leipzig. Eh, Marion Schwed, our old pal, got a double and seen he scored in their eh, league game at the weekend as well. So. What are you expecting from it and how important do you think it is? Because if, if, as I've said, if it could, it's a great chance to put things right and get points on the board, but come Wednesday night, we could be six points behind Shakhtar and six points behind Real. So what are you expecting from it? Uh, tough game. I'm expecting a tough game. Um, I think they won 2 1 at the weekend. Married Fred scored again. Um, we've obviously had a few days extra rest. I don't, I don't know if that'll help us or hinder us. I don't know if maybe a run against Livingston might have been a might have been what we were after, but we'll take the, the time off. I've not got any additional injuries as far as I know. I think everybody's trained. So oh, it's a huge game. Uh, Leipzig obviously get the new manager bounce with Marco Rose and they beat Borussia Dortmund 3 0. Um, I think ideally you want Real Madrid to obviously beat Leipzig, and if we can. See if we got a draw with Shakhtar. I would need to declare that a good result. I must admit. Um, if if we win the in Madrid beat Leipzig, then I make his favourites for the second place spot. Um, I think Shakhtar obviously it was a massive shock. They beat Leipzig four one in, in Germany, and then their manager obviously paid with his job. So, um, ah, it's um, it's a massive game. Um, I just hope we, we keep composure, even though it's a way to try and play our football. I mean, if you can do it against Real Madrid with 60,000 screaming lunatics, then you should be able to do it in Poland as well. So um, I think we'll take the game to them. I think they'll come at us. I think there'll be goals. I think both teams will score. Um, I, I can't help but just be excited for it, to be honest. Um, I know I know. Danny's, I think his prediction was 3-2 with Vickers getting the winner. A, a result like that wouldn't surprise me. Um, and then we've obviously got a massive double header with Leipzig. So, ah, it's, it's huge. But I think if we want it for a second, just the way the group started, you need to take something to the game. If you lose, as you see, you get six points behind, you're probably then battling it out with Leipzig for the third spot. Um, it wouldn't be completely done because, again, Shakhtar needed to have the, the doubler against Madrid, but it makes things a lot more difficult. But I, I think we can take something to the game. I think. Um, if you play football the, the way the manager insists, then 
there's goals for us, there's chances. Um, I, I'm buzzing for it, to be honest. Um, so, I, I think it'll be tough, but if we can, I, I would play Kyogo this time, I think. Giacomac has done well against Real Madrid, but I would really like for um, Kyogo to get a start in the Champions League. I will only line up in ASA, but Andy, what are you expecting from it? As Tony said, it's a perfect chance to go and uh, really good there, and I think both teams will fancy it. It's like I know uh, the betting odds are quite tight. I think the bookmakers don't think there's much between the two teams, and they'll be full of confidence after the result last week. I know they're sitting joint top of the Ukrainian league as well. It's it's a far cry from what some people a few weeks ago expected when they thought we, we should be looking for six points easy off a of Shakhtar. I think they've shown that they're not just there to make up the numbers. No, absolutely. Um, it's I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think we get a positive result. It's When the draw was initially made, I actually thought in their pot Shakhtar were one of the more favourable draws. and I think that's everybody knows what's going on. Um, in Ukraine at the minute and obviously as a result of that quite a lot of the sort of foreign players um, that they had I know they've always been sort of been synonymous with Brazilians um, even when we played them um, all the years ago when they were in the Champions League group before like, they've always sort of been synonymous with having a couple of Brazilians in their team that, <laughs> that felt, felt decent at football and um, obviously during the summer there's been a lot of sort of players leaving and I would say the sort of big base is is new or Ukrainian based football players. Um, I, I was I was looking at them and thinking that's I, I would I would quite fancy our chances. Um, and don't get me wrong, the, the result against Leipzig came as a shock in the sense that, I mean, Marriage Fed scored a couple of goals, but I just didn't see them. I thought it was tightish, but I just didn't see them get and give them a bit of a doing. But so when you really look at it. There's an element I think the Leipzig players are just really like the manager down to be honest with you. It gives me the impression they wanted them out. Um given just given the circumstances of either season it went and then they bounce back as soon as he goes with a three 0 went to Dortmund who are on a bad side. So there's an element of that to it, but when I look at their team, the the Shakhtar team, they're no they're not the same team that you would usually see for them in Europe. I mean, in years gone by, they've, they've always looked a bit of a danger um, in Europe and they've, and they've been prone to. There's been a couple of times I've watched them in the past and as I say, um, they've threw up a few good results and they've had their fair share of good players through, but I think the new is probably the weakest they've been. Um, and in the last sort of entry, entries they've had to the Champions League, I think it's probably the best time to play them. Um, obviously, again, Schwed scored at the weekend and what sort of had a hand in winning in the game. And the other boy was, um, let's say, in a trial, used to play with Ajax, who again a, a decent player. So they've obviously got dangers on their side, but I think uh, we've got to take a lot of confidence for the way we played in the first hour against Madrid. I think there's so much, so many positives to take for that. Um, and, and really just sort of play your game and take it to them, don't fall into that. That trap that can happen, say, like, particularly away at home in Europe, doesn't so there's just some times it doesn't seem who the manager or the player, it doesn't matter who it is, say, like, away from Europe, just say, like, away from Europe, it just all sort of logic seems to go to the windy at times. But I think as long as we sort of stick, stick to our guns, then they can be got at, and, and, and there can obviously be, be a chance that we can go and get a positive result. Um, I think that. 
the team lineup's going to be an interesting one for me. Um, obviously, we'll come on to who we think will start in that in a bit, but I think that's that will really tell us a lot. Um, I mean, make no mistake, Andrew's obviously going to go and attack them, but I think there'll, there'll be a lot to see um, when the lineups came out. And again, there's obviously a lot of rest being had, but I wouldn't even be adverse to the same team that started against Madrid starting again. Um, because I think, I really do believe in an hour day, we've got the ball in the net once, maybe twice in that first half against Madrid. It just began to feel like one of the nights, particularly McGregor's. I don't know how it doesn't go in, but I feel you're gone. If you, so long as the players have that belief and play with that same quality, and just in the final third, if there's if that, that's all that was missing, just that final part, um, in the top end of the pitch, then you're going to get chances. You're arguably going to get more chances. Um, although it's a way film in Europe, there's going to be more space to exploit, um, and you're not going to need to contend with like a Modric deciding to flick it up a gear. Um, so as I say, as long as the players play with that same belief that you've seen for that first hour or so, then I do believe that we can go there and get a positive result. And there's no reason why you can't go and win the game. Let's be honest. Um, I think I've seen enough of the players to believe that they can do that. But whether or not they believe and they can put it into practice is, is another thing. Definitely. It's, it's one that, as I said, I think both teams will really fancy it. I think that confidence because we've obviously got the three points but we we have got that confidence that we for the first 55 minutes were really excellent and as you say like on another day we've scored one maybe two goals if it isn't for poor finishing or Cal McGregor's shot just hitting the post and somehow no uh, getting in after hitting the inside of the post it's it's one that I think is important I know Tony's right to say it's not completely completely over if you do lose it because you then do have that double header against Leipzig to sort of recoup the points and hope that Real Madrid just sort of destroy everything in their path. But it's I think it's a great opportunity for us. We uh, with the game being in Poland, I know it will be majority Shakhtar fans there and maybe some uh, Warsaw fans. I know they don't need an excuse to oppose Celtic, but it's it's no in Ukraine, and I know. Uh, that well, it's hard to say how, how, what that effect will be on Shakhtar playing the European games at that stadium, but it's it's one that maybe Celtic can look to take advantage of, and uh, obviously get a crowd there. I know I was on the pod times Twitter feed earlier, and I've seen people are jetting off, so we will have a section of support there as well. So it's it's one that I'm looking forward to. Is I think both teams will really go for it. As like Tony mentioned, Danny's uh, prediction for goals earlier, I think it could be the same. I think both teams will really come out and look to go at each other. Celtic definitely will, as we showed last week. It's, it's what we do. It doesn't matter who the opposition is, we're going to take the game to them. But it's ideally, I think you then go into this game and look to capitalise on your chances that you had last week and put them away and if you can get the three points it really does set you up for that double header against Leipzig in a unspectacular fashion like presuming that they don't uh, get anything at the Bernabeu when they're playing on Wednesday as well but on the lineup, I, I, I'm with Tony I know he alluded to it when he was speaking about it I think that Kyogo is the man to get us sort of the goals that we need I know he came off the bench last week but I think having another week to recover and he looked fine when he came off the bench as well actually like, so I don't even think it is I've not got any worries about that shoulder injury or whatever and uh, I actually agree I think that if uh, we could have probably done with that Livingston game on Saturday just in terms of I know we've been playing really well when we've had a week between games but I think 
getting a bit more sharpness in the team would have really helped, but it's nothing you can do about it now. I think that we'll go out there and probably line up similarly to what we did. I think maybe Kyogo coming in may be the only change. Uh, maybe Maida as well. I think Bada getting hooked at half-time last week maybe maybe sort of points to maybe Ange thinking that he should have went with Maida from the start. I know Maida took a lot of stick for he's missing the early stages of the second half, but I'd be quite happy to throw him in against Shakhtar. I think if Shakhtar are coming at you and we can get on the counter-attack, Maida's the one you want to be running up these those left or right flanks because he's got pace to burn and it could really be an opportunity for him, I think. I think it will be the same defence because I'm pretty sure Starfield still, I think he's got um, maybe a week or two before he'll be uh, featuring from the start again, but Tony, I'll bring you in on the lineup. I know you mentioned that you'd bring Kyogo and I've, I've said there, I think my only changes would be Kyogo and Maeda coming in for Jackie Marcus and Abada. Um, my team would be Hart, Taylor, Vickers, Jens, Juranovic, McGregor, Hattati, O'Reilly. You know, I think I'd bring Maeda back in. Um, Maeda, Kyogo and Jota um, and go with that. I thought Abada... Was okay against Real Madrid. He had chances, but I don't know if the occasion was maybe maybe go to him. But I thought Jota didn't have one of his, his best games either. Um, but Abada had a couple of chances and he, he really should have buried one. So I would give Maida the show again. Um, as always with, with this current team and squad, whoever the manager goes with, I'm quite happy. And then if we after that, if we, we bring on the likes of Abada, Turnbull, Moy, uh, Jack and Marcus off the off the bench, I'm quite happy. Um, I'm just glad that Ange hasn't fucked off to Brighton. Started to get the fear when I seen that. It reminded me of with the, the um, what did you call it? The the rumours are Rogers to Leicester, and everybody says it wouldn't be happening. Next minute, he was walking about the King Power, um, waving a boot. So, aye, I just wanted to add that, and I'm glad that he's come out somewhere and says he's not going going to Brighton, but. Uh, just as an aside, I hope we do offer him a long-term contract. Ah, uh, definitely pleasing. I know everybody. I think after the Rogers experience, does have that sort of doubt in their mind that somebody could walk. So it's good that I know it, it did come out in the papers that a source says that Andrew was interested in abandoning his project. So that's good to see. And as you say, like I know Celtic go with this rolling contract model, but as a real statement, of intent if Celtic do, he Andrew. A four or five year deal and just say right, on you go just keep doing what you're doing like because it's gone really well and I know it's a, it's going to sound a bit pessimistic but it just means if a Premier League team ever does come like they did for Rodgers then you'll get healthy compensation as well but Andy uh, just on the team lineup, is there any real changes you'd be looking to make from the Real Madrid game? Uh, I don't know I think like I say, I think there's an argument to be made, certainly, across the front line. Um, Kyogo and Kyogo coming in, Maida coming in. I think that's probably, if everybody's fit, that's probably the only arguments to be had. Um, I think the rest of the team, I, I, I don't see where... I mean, maybe Starfield back in for Jens just to a, a point of... So, he's... he's, he's likely still the starting centre half for us but I thought Jens didn't do anything right, I thought he's been good any time he's played and I actually think he's been comfortable in the ball which I've said before so probably suits us a bit better um, 
in European games, so I've got absolutely no issues with him staying in. But for me, I think I think Dram Jakimakis would I think it would be really harsh. And I know Kyogo's quality and and all the rest of it, but I I thought Jakimakis is particularly against Madrid. Look, I thought a lot of the good that we were doing was coming through him. Um, I mean he works his fucking balls off anyway, but a lot of the good that we were doing was coming through him and I know there was a lot made of the chance like really early on in the game. Um, but even when your people are watching it back, I think it was clutching at straws a wee bit because he receives the ball obviously near the edge, but he's just just in the box. But the, the, I came into it, I think it might have been Militao behind him. Boys, but he doesn't know that, and people say, well, I should have took it and turned But as far as he's aware, the defender's still stoning right on him behind, so he tries to bounce it off um, Abada. I think it was just nitpicking, but I thought he was. I thought he had a great game. Um, the big man. I thought he's he, he, a lot of the good that we done, as I said, went through. Um, so I don't. I think it would be harsh to drop him. I don't. But either way, I think we are, I'm okay. I'm always going to be happy with either. I think they offer so much and they both get so much quality. Um, but if there's one change I would, I would make, I think it's Maeda. Um, and for a bad, I've said before, I think Maeda's sort of best performances for us are going to come in Europe. Um, and especially for a game like this away, away from home. Um, you, really, you need a result. If you if you want anything out of this group, you need, you need some form of result, whether it be a win or a draw. I think games like that are where you're going to get the best out of him um, for what he offers, both both offensively. Um, obviously, he's got a lot of pace. Um, he tries to sort of get in behind and sort of break the lines of defenders and, and get in between the full-back and the strike uh, centre-half at times. Um, and especially on the counter, I think he's, he's, his pace speaks for itself. But I think defensively, th- there is going to be time, let's face it, you're not going to dominate the ball at the time. Sometimes you're going to need to work back the way um, they're going to try and hit you in the break at times. There's going to be times you need to soak up, and I think he offers that wee bit extra layer of protection. Um, so I think that's why I would go for that. And then again, Abad has been effective off the bench already as well, and he's obviously a goal threat. So I, I don't think there's any harm. But either way, I think I'll be happy. Whatever way the team the team lines up out there, as I said before, I think a lot of our players are really interchangeable because of the quality that we've got and the depth we've got at the minute. So that's something which I think is is obviously a bonus. And um I've 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 just got I've got full faith the team's got to get a, a positive result here. I, I just I think I think they've got that swagger and that belief that they can go and do it, which is even under Rogers I often felt it was a bit missing. Um when you when you went away sort of grins and places like this, I think there was a Swagger and an element of belief just missing, which I think, I think it's there under Ange. And um, listen, I might come on here after a game, and we've just been fucking battered. Um, and they've won four one again, and put my hands up. But something tells me it's a bit different this time. Um, in Europe, and I, I think we're, we're certainly good enough, and we've got enough depth that we can cope with any injuries. We can cope with the game being difficult, dragging on late, and it make changes. I, I just think we're in a really good place, whatever the lineup may be. I definitely will be interesting to see. We'll go for predictions now. Now Danny's not on this episode, but he has given us his prediction. And you might have heard Tony saying it earlier, but he has went for three to Celtic and he's gave Kyogo a double and Cameron Carter Vickers to get the third. So 
I'll go next. I think I think there'll be goals, but I think Celtic will come out on top, and I think we'll win the game three one. Uh, I think Hugo will come in, and as he so often does, I think he'll get the first goal. And the other goals I'll go for Cal McGregor. I think he'll go just that couple of inches closer than he did last week and put one in the net. And Rio Hotaria will get the third for Celtic before Marion Shred gets a consolation. Uh, Tony, what are you going for prediction, boys? I'm going to go for 2-1 Celtic. Uh, I think we'll come back if I go behind. I married Shred opener for them and then we'll bounce back with a Kyogo goal and a Jota winner. Andy, what are you going for? I'm going to go... I'm between two scores here, but I'll go for 3-1. The other one I think was 2-0 Celtic, but I'll go for 3-1 Celtic. I think... I'm going to say Maeda gets one. Yota gets one, Jackie Marcus gets one, and I can see. To be honest, I can't have a bored with Schwed scoring because everybody will bust at the woodwork as if, well, that's him getting his back. We should never let him go and all this nonsense. So I can't have a bored with that happening. But um, I'll go for three one, um, and I actually think Haksabanovic is going to have a big impact off the bench at some stage. Well, there you go. That is four positive predictions from us. So hopefully Celtic can follow up with a positive result on Wednesday night. Uh, we will be back after that game with a review of it. We'll look at how the group looks as a whole after that result and we'll see how the Leipzig got on at Madrid as well. And then we will preview the St. Manning game on Sunday as well. So tune in later in the week to uh, hear that when it comes out and we will speak to you then thanks very much for everybody that's taking the time to listen as usual uh, keep an eye on our social media and you'll find out when the next episode's out cheers on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 